left-wing gender insanity being pushed on our children is an act of child abuse. Very simple. Here's my plan to stop the chemical, physical, and emotional mutilation of our youth. On day one, I will revoke Joe Biden's cruel policies on so-called gender-affirming care. Ridiculous. A process that includes giving kids puberty blockers, mutating their physical appearance, and ultimately performing surgery on minor children. Can you believe this? I will sign a new executive order instructing every federal agency to cease all programs that promote the concept of sex and gender transition at any age. I will then ask Congress to permanently stop federal taxpayer dollars from being used to promote or pay for these procedures and pass a law prohibiting child sexual mutilation in all 50 states. It'll go very quickly. I will declare that any hospital or healthcare provider that participates in the chemical or physical mutilation of minor youth will no longer meet federal health and safety standards for Medicaid and Medicare and will be terminated from the program immediately. Furthermore, I will support the creation of a private right of action for victims to sue doctors who have unforgivably performed these procedures on minor children. The Department of Justice will investigate Big Pharma and the big hospital networks to determine whether they have deliberately covered up horrific long-term side effects of sex transitions in order to get rich at the expense of vulnerable patients, in this case, very vulnerable. We will also investigate whether Big Pharma or others have illegally marketed hormones and puberty blockers, which are in no way licensed or approved for this use. My Department of Education will inform states and school districts that if any teacher or school official suggests to a child that they could be trapped in the wrong body, they will be faced with severe consequences, including potential civil rights violations for sex discrimination and the elimination of federal funding. As part of our new credentialing body for teachers, we will promote positive education about the nuclear family, the roles of mothers and fathers, and celebrating rather than erasing the things that make men and women different and unique. I will ask Congress to pass a bill establishing that the only genders recognized by the United States government are male and female, and they are assigned at birth. The bill will also make clear that Title IX prohibits men from participating in women's sports, and we will protect the rights of parents from being forced to allow their minor child to assume a gender which is new and an identity without the parent's consent. The identity will not be new, and it will not be without parental consent. No serious country should be telling its children that they were born with the wrong gender, a concept that was never heard of in all of human history. Nobody's ever heard of this, what's happening today. It was all when the radical left invented it just a few years ago. Under my leadership, this madness will end. Thank you very much. We did that as a cold open because I didn't want anyone to have the chance to not hear it. <laughs> I don't even do a Trump impression, but he was so very much Trump that I, I, I could do an impression of that. Um, 
And I thought I thought about this video, how to how to introduce it. And I was like, well, let's just do a cold open. Let's bring them right into it, because it was exactly this sort of cadence and tone that drove me up the wall when I hated this guy. And I allowed my aesthetic distaste for. Well, I, I don't know if it was aesthetic distaste as much as it was. I, w I found him aesthetically displeasing because I didn't agree with his opinions. And um, funnily enough, now that I do, I find them less displeasing. There you go. This is Donald Trump's announcement of his 2024 presidential campaign. We have a candidate who is announcing his candidacy on a platform of banning the most socially acceptable form of child abuse. I find this remarkable. I can hardly believe that we're here. And whatever one thinks about Donald Trump, everything he said, almost everything he said, we're going to go through it, everything he said was absolutely spot on. Yes, including the fact that he used no softeners, no talking around it, no diffident, tentative, or dare I say, feminine qualifying, or saying it's very nuanced. It's not very nuanced. I heard somebody talking about this the other day when I was getting when I was preparing the show. And I was listening to some audio clips of lawmakers and activist groups who are trying to there's there's a battle going on right now. There are states such as Tennessee, Utah. I haven't done a, a count of them yet, but there are several states that have, in fact, I believe Florida is among them, banned so-called gender affirming surgery. Uh, and we're not going to be using that terminology any longer. It's uh, I'm going to go back to old school sex change surgery. And I realized that that. That terminology is itself inaccurate because you can't change sex. Why am I using it even though it's inaccurate? Number one, it's better than gender affirming or gender confirming because that is a, uh, that's a name for an evil practice to make it sound loving, and I won't cooperate with that. Um, the term sex change is known to people, and here's the other part. It carries the connotations that I wish to convey. There's something a little bit off-putting about it, a little uncomfortable. And I, I like that. I like that. It's not a phrase that you should feel comfortable with. Sex change for kids. This is where we are. And how many on the left are going to freak out over what he said? Many. Let's go through what he said. Does it bear some commentary? He called child sex change surgery or gender transition, an act of child abuse, very simple. Very simple. I said I can't do Trump. <laughs> See, I said I could, but I can't. Um, he's right. It's very, very simple. It's child abuse. No, 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 it's not nuanced. No, no, it's not complicated. No, it's not understandable. No, there's not very good reasons why we need to proceed slowly before we bet. Nope, 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 nope. None of that's true. Cut the crap. This is child abuse. Very simple. He called it mutilating and barbaric. Correct. 
blocking a child's puberty with the same chemicals that we use to chemically castrate convicted sex offenders so they can't get erections. Yes, that's right. That's what we're giving kids. That is barbaric. And it's preparation for physical mutilation, the eventual use of cross-sex hormones. So the puberty blockers block the puberty, keeping the child in a childlike state. And I don't believe for a moment that it is only keeping them in a physically childlike state. You think this is an affecting brain development? It is. And then we move them on to cross-sex hormones so they can be the gender they really are inside. Do you know what cross-sex hormones do to a teenager? When you give female levels of estrogen to a male or male levels of testosterone to a female going through puberty or struggling to go through puberty, sterilization, permanent sterilization, no ability to have children. Next step for girls, top surgery. Top surgery. I just want my top surgery. Cute, isn't it? It's cute to call cutting breasts off girls. Top surgery. Yeah. Barbaric. He says he's going to introduce an executive order to, well, he says on his first day he's going to roll back Joe Biden's executive orders that went all in on trans, thank goodness. Then he's going to issue an executive order to prevent federal agencies from promoting the idea of gender identity. Good. Federal agencies shouldn't be in the business of lying and going along with this um, grotesque fairy tale. But the pro here, this, this illustrates one of the problems. Um, executive orders are one part of this problem. And he's, he's going to talk about, well, he's actually going to talk about um, introducing a bill to ban child sex change surgery in all 50 states. Good, good. And, and, and new laws and new administrative procedures. Here's the trouble. We don't, I'm not, I'm not going to stand in the way. I support this. We need this. If this is the way we get this done, I'm behind it. He earned my vote. Yeah, I'm a single-issue voter now. may change in the future, but that just earned my vote. Yeah, it did. Oh, are you shocked? Women are constantly single-issue voters on abortion. Well, I'm a single-issue voter on child abuse. We don't need more laws. We don't need, actually, specific laws against this. It's already against the law. Do you know why it's against the law? Because child abuse is against the law. All 50 states have statutes on the books banning child abuse. This is the problem. It's not a legal problem. It's a psychological problem. We don't see cutting up children's secondary sex characteristics and genitals as abuse. Isn't that nuts? We can prosecute these bastards right now, today, under extant state laws. Why aren't we doing it? Because we decided it isn't child abuse. He wants no federal money to go to any health care facility that participates in this. Good. 
He wants to create a private right of action to sue doctors. The term private right of action, for those who don't know, means a law that specifically allows people who are harmed by a practice to take the perpetrator to court. There are many instances in which if a law does not explicitly create a private right of action, then it's hard or impossible for somebody who is victimized, actually victimized, to sue. Courts will say you don't have standing. You weren't affected in, in a way that we believe you need to be affected in order to take this case forward. Um, he wants the Department of Justice to investigate Big Pharma to see if they covered up data about long-term side effects and risks to children. He's going to find, in fact, that of course they did. Of course they did. And he's going to find that they also knew exactly what was going to happen to these children permanently, but they didn't care. He wants legal consequences for schools and teachers who suggest that kids are born in the wrong body. Good. No teacher should be suggesting that. No teacher should be getting even in the neighborhood of this topic with children. He also wants a new credentialing body for teachers. And, and again, this may be necessary right now in our context, but credentialing boards and credentialing bodies are not the solution. It is the current credentialing system that has given us America's school teachers. And we know what America's school teachers are like. They're all named Caitlin. They're all 24 years old. They are all emotionally 14-year-old girls. They wear rainbow hair and face piercings, and they talk to their children about things like gender identity and whether you feel like you're a boy or a girl. That's our credentialing boards. This is exactly the same thing as we don't need new laws because this is already child abuse. I don't know what creating a new board is going to do. I think the problem is with the boards. Actually, this is a problem the federal government can't solve, in my view because I'm all the way over on the other side now. I do not support public schools any longer, not even in principle, not in a perfect world, not in a perfect world where none of the bad things happening now would happen. I still wouldn't support public schools. I think parents should homeschool or there should be community as actual community, as in people who live in the same street, the same neighborhood with educational co-ops. Um, and Donald Trump also says he wants a bill that states that only male and female and female will be the only recognized, he calls them genders, he means sex, the only sex is recognized by the U.S. government. Um, he did use that unfortunate phrase, and it's assigned at birth. Um, I don't believe for a moment that Donald Trump actually believes doctors are just arbitrarily picking these things. I think that language just probably made its way into his speechwriter's hand. It's an unfortunate turn of phrase. I wish it hadn't used it. Uh, the le uh, lefties are going to go mad over this. They're going to say, see, he wants to be he wants to be the one man who assigns the genders. <laughs> Title IX is going to go back to meaning no men in women's sports. Good legal protections for parents who don't want to trans their kids. Also good. But here's a big thing that's missing. I want prosecution of parents. They're not all victims. In fact, the great majority of so-called parents of trans kids are perpetrators. That's right. I don't just want the, it's, this isn't all the doctor's fault. Oh, they've got plenty of blame. I want these mothers and fathers, but it's gonna be mostly mothers. I want them in prison. I want their children taken from them. I don't have a good solution to this because I don't trust the state now, and I certainly don't trust Child Protective Services. But 
again, in a world that we don't have that doesn't exist. You trans your kid, your kid is taken away from you, and your parental rights are dissolved. You get no contact with that child until or unless that child matures into an adult and wants to have contact with you because you are a dangerous lunatic and probably a cluster B. So why do we need the stuff that Donald Trump is saying he's going to do if he takes office, if he wins in 2024? We'll, we'll go to Minnesota for an illustration of that. And I'm going to let this whole video play out for you too. Um, this is somebody who came to testify at the Minnesota State House about House file, because Minnesota can't call anything House bill like every other goddamn state, House file 146, which would make Minnesota a sanctuary state for transgender families, just like California. And what does that mean? That means I haven't read the bill yet, by the way, and if I find that I'm wrong, I'll correct myself, but I'm pretty confident it's going to mirror what California is doing. Uh, they're, they're saying that um, in, in California, for example, that if you come in, if you, you bring your child in to the state of California from somewhere else, if another state has said that, uh, that you, the parent, are not allowed to trans your child as part of a custody agreement, California is saying it won't recognize the court's jurisdiction from the other state. This is a violation of the Constitution. Let's, um, let's listen to Amber testify in support of this bill in Minnesota. My name is Amber Mum. I use she, her pronouns. Uh, I'm a member of the St. Cloud Hive of the Parents and Allies of Trans Youth, the Transgender Movement for Liberation, and a member of the Tea Time Support Group run by the Aliveness Project. I am also a proud gender, transgender woman, but more importantly, I am the mother of two wonderful transgender and gender expansive children. I drove down from St. Cloud to show my support for House File 146 and thank Representative Finke for introducing such an important and life-saving bill to protect trans children and their families at such a critical time for us. As you may be aware, there's a torrent of damaging, ill-informed, and outright malicious legislation being introduced across the country targeting transgender and gender expansive people broadly, but trans children in particular. It is our daily experience to be forced to keep track of which state is safe for us to visit. Minnesota has been overall very accepting and supportive of our family, but even then we don't feel 100% safe and assured that we will be able to get the gender affirming care that both of my kids need and deserve. Very recently, an amendment was proposed to House File 16 in Minnesota, which bans children's conversion therapy in an attempt to ban essential health care for transgender children. This happened in our state. Because of this, my trans partner and I frequently discuss plans to flee the country if these targeted, hateful bills keep being introduced or passed. I never thought that it would come to this, but here we are. Even in a state that is considered safer for trans children and their families, being forced from our homes and having to seek asylum elsewhere is an almost daily conversation in my community. As someone who started transitioning uh, well into her adulthood, I know better than most how essential and life-saving gender-affirming medical care is. Going through naval puberty was a traumatizing experience for me. I am so grateful that trans and gender-expansive kids have access to the knowledge and medical care to be their full selves and thrive. To not only deny them life-saving medical care, but to charge and prosecute supportive parents and healthcare professionals is barbaric 
and morally repugnant. House File 146 would give parents of transgender children like myself, and more importantly, transgender and gender expansive children themselves across the nation, a safe haven and over, in an overwhelmingly supportive community. I urge the committee to move House File 146 forward and ultimately pass it to protect the rights and futures of our beloved and precious transgender children and their families. Thank you. Ah, that's Amber. Right. <laughs> I, I swear to God. I'm going to do Amber voice. I am the mother of two wonderful gender expansive children. No, no, you're not a mom. You're a monster. You are a circus freak, Amber. That's right, a circus freak. You are a monster. You do not have two trans and gender expansive children. You have two children that you are abusing, you psychiatric freak, you sick fuck. And everybody looking at this sick fuck knows he's a sick fuck. You're not, list you're not watching? Let me describe Amber for you. About 400 pounds. Could be anywhere from 25 to 40. When you're that fat, nobody can tell how old you are. Nobody can tell what sex you are. He's got his hair grown out. He's got Sharpie marker eyebrows on. Raccoon eyeliner. Smeared pink lipstick. Big pink lipstick. Pink hoodie. Pink costume jewelry. And he's sitting there huffing. Because being that big makes it hard to breathe. Yeah, no, I'm, no, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm sick of looking at freaks. Okay? You should have your parental rights dissolved. This is an important and life-saving bill. No, it's not. No, it's not. Notice the reversal. He talks about how bills in other states are targeting transgender children. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. They're protecting them. Cluster B, narcissistic reversal. We don't feel 100% safe and assured that we will be able to get the gender-affirming care that both of my kids need and deserve. Oh, you think I'm going too far? I'm going to go even farther. He looks like a goddamn retarded frog. And this is exactly the kind of nonsense and mockery that monsters like this man deserve. So he doesn't feel 100% safe and assured that we'll be able to get the gender-affirming care that both of my kids need and deserve. So what you, what you going to do? You're going to flee if these bills keep passing, like the United Kingdom's Susie Green, who fled with her 16-year-old son to Thailand to get his penis cut off so he could be a girl. And then she became the spokeslady and CEO of the Mermaids charity and was all over breakfast television all over the UK. Is that what you're going to do, Amber, if you can actually get up and locomote? This is why we're coming to the close of this segment here. Trans children don't exist. Trans children is a psyops creation. Trans children is a backstory that has been created in order to make sick adults not appear to be sick and make it look like they come from a natural place. See, it happens to children too. This has nothing to do with children. There is, this is not motivated 
even 1% by actual care for the well-being of these children. These children are not humans to them. They are objects. They are psychological props that can be sliced and diced and flayed and put on drugs and lied to and fucked up in the head so that adults don't look as disgusting and depraved as they actually are. Imagine, in a, you know what? Here, here's an analogy for you. Imagine, and I know it's ridiculous, but it is the same thing. Imagine an adult in 1925 who has tuberculosis, incurable at that point. 25, we'll go back to 1915 to be safe. I don't remember exactly when penicillin came along. Imagine an adult with tuberculosis who does not want to be quarantined says it's his human right not to have to be quarantined. He can go anywhere he wants at any time. And you are a bigot if you won't let him do that. Not getting any purchase with it. So let's say he deliberately infected children in a hospital ward with tuberculosis so that he can look over there and say, are you really going to tell these poor children they can't go outside? Tubercular people are humans too. That's exactly what this is like. These people are it, it, it frustrates me because I can imagine you're saying, they're not giving them tuberculosis. No, it's worse. They're cutting their genitals off. They're taking away their ability to reproduce permanently because of a childish whim and mostly a trauma response from parents who coach them. God, it is, it's just so disgusting. All right, we, we need to go for break. Ah, but hey, are you in or around Tucson, Arizona? If you are, Kevin would like to see you. He is out in Tucson working for a couple weeks on his studio and he needs some friends. So why don't you look him up? Maybe he'll have a little disaffected get together and get some Mexican food. How do you reach Kevin? Email. You didn't think I was gonna give him your phone number, give the, his phone number? <laughs> no girl. Kevin at disaffected dot fm that's disaffected dot fm see you after the break there's a new perk for disaffected subscribers and it's a good one Patreon and Subscribestar donors, as well as PayPal donors, now have instant access to our backstage Discord server. Join multiple topic-based chat rooms and 24-7 open voice chat, and even virtual events on a main stage for hosted conversations and backstage podcast recording sessions. It's not Twitter, and you don't have to pretend Bruce Jenner's vagina is real. Sign up today. Looking for a non-woke place to put your money where your mouth is? Put it where my mouth is. Disaffected supporters get access to our private Discord chat server, backstage episode recording sessions, surprise guests, and more. And all it takes is $10 a month. You've got two options. Either Substack, visit us at disaffectedpod.substack.com, or go over to subscribestar.com slash disaffected. Remember, choose the $10 level or higher for Discord access.
take a look at this. This is a video out on social media. And like so many of the videos that I show you on here of these proud transparents, these aren't things that you have to look for. They're not hidden. They're not behind a password. They're proudly shared. This is socially acceptable to do this. This is a woman, a mother, with very manicured nails, talking to her son. Now, if you're watching this, you're going to see what her son looks like. But if you're listening, you won't be able to see that. Her son is wearing girls' clothes. Okay, I'm not going to freak out about that. I was a little boy who liked to dress up in girls' clothes, too, and got punished for it because it meant that I was bad, bad, bad. Um, but I certainly wasn't dressed up in girls' clothes because my mother put me in them. Her derangement didn't go in that direction. It, it started going in that direction when trans became a thing, and we'll get to that part. But in my day, when I was a kid, um, it meant that you were a bad faggot. So you weren't allowed to do that. But now, mommies are putting putting their little boy, and it is almost always their sons. Have you noticed that? Trans moms, almost always, not always, but almost always, the ones you see, they're their their sons. Okay, so let's um, let's listen to this edifying exchange between a mother and her four-year-old. Do you feel more like a girl or like a boy? A girl. Why do you say that? Because I'm a girl boy. Is that why you chose this beautiful outfit yeah. for cheerleading today? Yeah. yeah. So you feel more like a girl. Mm -hmm. What do you think about boys? Dirty. <laughs> why? Because they're girls. They're girls. <laughs> why do you think that? Why do you say that? Because they're not pretty. They're not pretty? Mm -hmm. Why aren't they pretty? They don't. Is that because they don't wear pretty outfits like the one you're wearing? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Did you notice during that exchange how mommy is stroking his pigtails, his hair, stroking him? It's soft, affectionate, a little creepy. Do you feel more like a girl or like a boy? A girl. Mm. Is that why you chose this beautiful outfit? <laughs> and even more prompting from mommy. So you feel more like a girl? That's not a question, it's a command. She's telling that boy what he feels, what he wants, which is what mommy wants. Mommy wants an accessory. Betcha mommy's a fag hag, too. Betcha she's got a bunch of homosexual men around her. I know these kind of women. Better, they sh she should have stuck to fag haggery, frankly, instead of child abuse. And she says to him, what do you think about boys? And what does the little boy say? They're nasty. Little four-year-old boy. Why, first of all, why would you ask your son? Why would you ask your daughter? What do you think about boys? Why would you ask a four-year-old that? 
What kind of a question is that? What are you trying to elicit? What kind of conversation are you trying to open? What do you think about boys? They're nasty. You can't see mom because she's off camera. But you know she's going, yes, yes. Why do you say that? She says innocently. Because they're gross, says the little boy. And why do you say that? Because they're not pretty, says the boy. See what's going on here, right? Disgusting, loathsome witch. This is Munchausen syndrome by proxy, which is cluster B. Those of you who watch or listen every week have heard these words out of my mouth many times, but remember, new folks are always joining us, and we thank you for that. If you haven't heard me say this before, let me explain it very simply. Cluster B personality disorders, narcissism, borderline personality disorder, histrionic personality disorder, antisocial personality disorder. Munchausen syndrome by proxy, the poisoning or making your children ill or appearing to be ill when they are not in order to get attention for mommy from the community, from the doctors, from the hospital so that mommy can perform being Lady Bountiful, the best mother anywhere. Look how dedicated she is to her poor, poor child. Munchausen syndrome by proxy is not a standalone illness. It's not, oh, I had a bunch of Munchausen by, I had a bout of Munchausen by proxy a couple of years ago, and I had it for like two whole weeks before I got over it. No, no, it doesn't work that way. It's because it's not a standalone illness. It's a symptom. It's a symptom of borderline and or narcissistic personality disorder because it is an expression of narcissistic supply and attention-seeking on mommy's part. Yeah, there are a few dads who do this, but it's like one out of a hundred. I told you a few minutes ago about how um, when I was a, a, little gay, a little gay boy, I was very typical in a lot of ways. I was a sensitive kid. Um, imaginative, verbal, not, not, uh, not very well physically coordinated, didn't play sports, didn't like rough and tumble. I wanted to sew and build pillow forts and play with my model trains. But basically, I wanted to do everything inside, right? And I'm still like that. I hate outside. <laughs> it, in those days, in the late 70s and early 80s, um, if you were if you were a boy who who wanted to dress up like a girl, um, of course everyone thought that meant that you were gay, and everyone was usually right. You know that is that's the thing. Another another thing we don't like to acknowledge anymore. Stereotypes are usually true. That doesn't mean that every single person that a stereotype is about actually adheres to that stereotype. That's not that's not my claim. They don't. We know that. But most people do. It's true. Most 
boys who have a strong interest in playing dress up in girls' clothes more than one or two times. Most of them turn out to be gay. Yep. It's true. Right here. Um, but I got in trouble for that. Really torqued my mother's insecurities in certain ways. Until adulthood came along. And there was a child who was close to our family, a young boy, a five-year-old boy, who my mother was uh, involved with and I was going to say cared for sometimes, but I don't think my mother cared for anybody. Um, and this, this young boy thought he was a girl. And his parents thought, well, since he said he was a girl, that must mean he's a girl. So we're going to treat him like a girl. And my mother's telling me about this one day. It's probably 2015. And I'm sitting in the dining room trying not to look at the uh, two-foot pile of mail and unpaid bills. And she's talking to me from the living room and she's telling me all about this young child and how, you know, how wonderful it is that we live in a time when people can really be themselves. <laughs> and she comes from the living room into the kitchen, walks over to me, tears streaming down her face. Isn't it wonderful? I just knew, I just knew to look at her, she says of the young boy. I could just see that beautiful girl's soul. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got mommies in the American Library Association as well. Of course we do. This is from, what is its actual proper name? I just had it. American Libraries Magazine. The house organ of the American Library Association. Take a look at this headline. Embracing expression, gender-affirming closets offer youth a space to explore identities by Emily Udell. Gender-affirming closets. Uh, can we show the graphic um, that's with it, with the, uh, the cartoon clothes? Yeah, take a look at this on your screen. This is... Um, this is a serving suggestion, you know, to help you visualize what we're talking about here. And it's it's a it, it's it's a whole bunch of outfits. Men's and women's clothes, gender neutral clothes, on hangers and stuff, and it's all really sort of like blocky and doesn't have a lot of detail because that's how we do art now. But this is a little high-heeled boots and um, little two-piece bathing suit and a vest. The vest is for the trans men because they think that calling themselves Aiden and putting on a vest and growing a, a, a prepubescent beard makes them convincing men. But what is this little choker collar in the corner over here? What's that about? Hmm? <laughs> we know what that's about. So we have gender-affirming... The American Library Association is writing about gender-affirming 
closets, closets full of clothes that gender expansive kids can try on so that they can feel comfortable being themselves at libraries. They want the children to go into a closet to affirm their gender. This is literal. This is not a metaphor. I'm not using a phrase to make you think of something else. This is a literal closet. You understand that, right? These people literally want to push the kids back into the closet and sex change them so they can come back out of the closet and be normal. Frankenstein normal. Transing children is a surgical and permanent closet for kids, most of whom will grow up to be homosexuals. More than 80% of children who end up being diagnosed today with gender dysphoria turn out to be homosexuals. There is nothing wrong with these children in terms of sex or gender. These children are me. This was me in 1979, 1980, 1981. I had gender dysphoria. The exact classic symptoms that everybody acts like now mean that you need surgery. Oh my God. And the nice, liberal, caring, teacher, librarian, mommies, your friends and the mama bears, to go out for wine club night. They want their boy children in closets. They want them castrated. Yes, they want them literally castrated. They want their testicles and penises removed. They are removing everything they can from these boys that remind these women that these boys have penises and testicles. Any boy-coated clothes, any interests that are masculine, starting with the boy's name and the boy's actual identity as a sexed male. And by taking away from that boy any possibility of encountering or engaging with typical boy-related interests, I don't care what children do. I don't care if children play with the correct gendered toys. I'm not dictatorial that way. I want room in this world for sissy boys like I was and butch girls like so many of my lesbian friends. Leave them alone. There's nothing wrong with these kids. They're just outliers. There aren't that many of us, okay? Actual genuine homosexuals are 2% of the population or less. Can't you just leave us alone? Leave us the fuck alone? Let me read to you a little bit from the story. When a mutual aid organization approached Annika Clark about her library hosting a gender-affirming closet, she says the timing was perfect. Annika's getting the voice. We have a diverse staff that wants this kind of thing says the associate librarian at Salt Lake City Public Library's Glendale branch. Annika Clark had been looking for new ways to connect staff members with local outreach efforts. Gender-affirming closets, places or events where people can sort through free clothing, accessories, and makeup to find items that help them explore or express their identities have been appearing at schools, universities, and libraries across the country. 
SLCPL, Salt Lake City, this is going on in Salt Lake City of all places, is one of, a one of a handful of libraries to partner with community groups to host these programs for transgender, non-binary, and gender diverse youth. Particularly those who may not have access to resources. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. I read, of course, I read the script, but <laughs> you gonna pull an access to resources on me like that? <laughs> These people are stupid, retarded robots. Particularly those who may not have access to resources that support their identities or may experience discrimination when shopping for personal items. <laughs> when was the last time you experienced discrimination shopping for a personal item? <laughs> it's still from the story. The response was incredible. Annika Clark says of the August 2021 gender-affirming closet pop-up event that SLCPL collaborated on with Salt Lake Community Community Mutual Aid. I could see patrons having fun going through the rocks, commenting on cute clothes. I overheard one gushing over a pair of heels that fit perfectly. Excuse me. I know it sounds like I'm packing a pack of cigarettes, and frankly, I'd like to, but I'm not. I just, I've gotten beside myself. I need a powder. It's getting hot up in here. Mommy's getting pissed. Thank you. This has got it all. Community, diversity, incredible. Cute clothes, gushing over a pair of heels. But, but the real nugget was the first thing she said in this article. We have a diverse staff that wants this kind of thing. What the hell does that have to do with the needs of children who patronize the library, Annika? You should be embarrassed, you stupid little girl. But look at all the good she does. Quote, Clark said she was able to collect a truckload of items from library staffers for the event, including gently used clothings and accessories like dresses, jeans, jackets, and scarves. The library worked with SLCMA to outfit one of the Glendale branch's meeting rooms like a browsable boutique without any gendered sections. <laughs> Quote, a space adjacent to the meeting room served as a fitting room, and SLCPL staffers curated. Of course they did. Of course they curated. They curated it and offered access to the curation of resources. Curated a collection of LGBTQIA-themed books and media available for checkout and displayed pamphlets on community resources. About 30 people attended the pop-up and SL. CMA, yes, this is still all one sentence, kept leftover donations for similar future events. So like a little boutique, it reminds me of that scene in the 1939 picture, The Women. And if you haven't seen this, run. Norma Shearer, Rosalind Russell, uh, Joan Crawford, fabulous cat fest. 
There's a scene. A lot of this takes place in a department store in the in the ladies and intimate section. Lots of gossip going on between the changing rooms. They've got a model who wafts up and down the hallway and says, "Try our new one-piece lace foundation garment. Zips up the back. No bones." <laughs> ladies, if you want to put on a fashion show, just put on a fashion show. Leave leave the kids out of it, okay? Oh, oh my gosh. I don't even have time for the rest of this. Um, but let me, um, should I show you this? Yeah, actually, I'm going to show you this. I'm going to skip over a whole bunch of blah, blah, blah I wrote down to talk to you about and just show you how much the American Library Association really cares. Look at this graphic. This is what I found on the website when I was um, pulling this story in graphics um, for the show. It's a, the logo, ALA, American Library Association. ALA affirms the rights of transgender people. Once again, as a reminder, this is allegedly a professional association, a trade organization for libraries. I don't know what this has to do with transgender. And right next to that, another article that it wanted to entice me to, but uh, frankly, this chick's borderline glasses and creepy stare uh, warned me off. It says, Youth Matters, a column by Megan Roberts, about inclusive story times create a space that welcomes all families. You better be aware of women creating spaces because there's a lot of that going on right now and they are getting into non-Euclidean geometry, girl. Eldritch angles. Watch out for these honeys. All right, we got to take one more break. And we would love your support because this costs money and so does um, putting food in our tummies. And I don't have a job right now, so please support us, would you? Um, if you join as a subscribing member to Disaffected, you get access to our 24-7 Discord chat full of fantastic people. There's almost 300 uh, fellow viewers and audience members in there right now. You get invitations to our monthly meetups. We've been doing some film screenings. This past Sunday, we watched the 1980 drama Ordinary People, uh, directed by Robert Redford and starring Mary Tyler Moore, Donald Sutherland, and Timothy Hutton, one of the best movies on narcissistic family abuse and family systems that has ever been set to a drama. Um, so you get all that sort of stuff, and all we ask is the $10 level or more. So if you want in, two ways to do it. Go to our Substack, which is disaffectedpod.substack.com. Sign up at the $10 uh, level or higher. Or you can go to subscribestar.com slash disaffected. Again, if you want Discord access, sign up at at least the $10 level. See you after the break. for a non-woke place to put your money where your mouth is? Put it where my mouth is. Disaffected supporters get access to our private Discord chat server, backstage episode recording sessions, surprise guests, and more, and all it takes is $10 a month. You've got two options. Either Substack, visit us at disaffectedpod.substack.com, or go over to subscribestar.com slash disaffected. Remember, choose the $10 level or higher for Discord access. Can't get enough of our love, baby? That's because you're not subscribed. 
move that thumb over to the great big old subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. We put out audio-only exclusive content that you won't get on any other video platform, so make sure you subscribe today. Welcome back. So here we are in February 2023. Let me tell you about this morning. You you won't know this because this is the magic of internet television, but we are recording hours later than we usually do because I woke up to frozen pipes. It is so cold in New England right now. Last night it was like negative 22 degrees and the wind was going hard. Like I'm sitting in my house last night and I, I have to tell you, I actually love this. It, it, I love being in a cozy little warm house in a very dark winter. I always pretend that I'm playing the long winter from Little House on the Prairie books, you know. So I'm sitting last night twisting straw, trying to keep Ma warm, putting it in the stove. <laughs> no, actually, I'm just sitting around my fancy kerosene lamps. And the windows are breathing in and out. There's so much wind going on so I wake up today and I go to uh fill up the Mr. Coffee um because of course I use a Mr. Coffee no I don't have a Keurig machine who do you think I am (laughs) I turn on the faucet nothing and I'm like oh god I I've lived in this house since 2009 and I've never had frozen pipes so I just I didn't do the things you're supposed to do, like opening up the cabinets overnight and leaving the water on a trickle well. I'm going to be doing it tonight and for the next few nights, let me tell you. So I finally, I don't know why I'm telling you this because it's not actually that interesting, but all it took was a hairdryer. <laughs> but I had to chase down the ice block. I could not figure out where it was. So I'm in the cellar, uncaffeinated, Okay. And my hair do not look like this in the morning. <laughs> and I'm groping along these these copper pipes like, ugh, is, no, it's a little colder over here. Ugh. Finally found it, got it going. Why did I tell you that whole thing? I don't know. Anyway, so, okay, because it's February and it's very cold. Here it is, February 2023. And we are still dealing with things like what this gentleman is going to tell you. All right, so I just got fired. Uh, I got fired for refusing to wear a mask. Yeah, February of 2023, I got fired for refusing to wear a mask. I recently decided that I'm I'm done being an actor in everybody's theater. I'm done playing all of these COVID games that are for nothing more than optics. And yesterday I was at a job site in Pacific Heights and I was instructed by the site foreman to put on a mask. And I asked him, would I not be allowed on the job site if I refused to comply? He immediately got mad and just called my project manager. He didn't even didn't even answer my question. I got kicked off the job site and my boss sent me home. On my drive home, my boss's wife, who's the head of HR, calls me and tells me that his verbiage about me being furloughed until Monday was wrong. I'm being sent home with pay. This is a non-fireable offense, they tell me. 
but we have a meeting tomorrow at 8.30 just to discuss what happened. Well, that was today. I come into the meeting and they, again, tell me this isn't a fireable offense, but I need to be willing to comply with COVID policies. And I explained to them that I do refuse to wear a mask. And they continue to explain how it's no different than putting on foot booties when I go in somebody's house to do work. Clearly I disagree with that, and I made that clear. But they basically told me that we need to separate if I'm not willing to comply with policies. And I, I told them that I'm not quitting. And they had a write-up prepared. And they, they thought, they completely thought that I was just going to sign this write-up and we'd go about our business. And they were dumbfounded when I told them that I, I'm, I'm not willing to wear a mask anymore. And they, they then changed their story. And apparently it is a fireable policy because I have been terminated. I was sent home, my emails turned off. They said they're gonna send somebody to pick up the van, company computer, and iPad today. And my email has already been turned off. I haven't been given a final check or anything. So th this whole thing seems super shady to me. The President of the United States already said COVID is over. How can anybody enforce COVID policies? So, I don't know about you guys, but I 100% feel that I was just fired for sticking up for my basic human rights. Yeah, I know plenty of you guys will laugh at that. Say I'm being soft or a bitch or whatever. I'm willing to lose my fucking job over this shit. Don't tell me I'm being a bitch when you're the one that just puts on a mask when you know it doesn't do shit just because you don't want to have conflict. Fuck you. I'll land on my feet, I always do, but Amplified Lifestyles, I am going to seek every legal option because I do not feel that what you just did was legal. And that sucks because this company had become like family to me. Best company I ever worked for. Fucking shame. Start putting your foot down, people. Thanks for listening. Almost three full years after this scamdemic, because we didn't have a pandemic, we didn't. We had an actual virus that was not any more lethal than viruses we've seen come and go before. We just lost our goddamn minds. We did not have a pandemic. And this guy... Did you hear how he described this company as the best he'd ever worked for, that it had become like family to him? And he gets fired because he won't wear a mask, a useless face mask on a job site. I don't know exactly what he does, but it's something in contracting. It's construction, it's HVAC, it's electrical, it's plumbing. It's something like that. And who... Who wants to enforce this? The boss's wife, of course. Who is the head of HR? Of course. She's the one who did the firing. And notice that she lied. She said this wasn't a firing offense. And then she fired him, along with her husband. No, I don't know these people, but I am completely unsurprised that it was a woman at HR who did this.
And they thought he was just going to sign his write-up. Just going to say, yeah, I was a bad boy and I won't do it again. And Brenda in HR always gets her way, of course. So she's shocked. You mean you're not going to wear a mask? Did you just say no to me? To me, Brenda? <laughs> oh, I swear to God. The one thing I would take issue with, I, I can't, I'm not even going to take issue with the guy. I'm just going to point this out. It doesn't matter that the president of the United States said COVID is over. That is not the benchmark against which we measure what we are allowed to do. The president of the United States has no goddamn authority in, in private citizens' lives. That's not a thing. It's not a thing. It really isn't. I know you're all used to it now. Get unused to it. The president doesn't give orders to citizens. It is actually the other way around. So it doesn't matter that pres the president said COVID is over. And it didn't matter that President Trump, when he first started with this bullshit and tossed it over to Anthony Fauci and went along with the lockdowns, as he did in the beginning. It doesn't matter that Trump said we had a pandemic. It doesn't matter that Joe Biden said we had a pandemic and that he was losing his patience and everybody needed to get vaccinated. This entire country should have taken their two middle fingers like this to the executive branch. And I'm sorely disappointed in my compatriots that they did not. Well, those who did show up at the Capitol got thrown in jail and called terrorists while the police killed Ashley Babbitt, an unarmed woman, killed her while these bastards on the media lie that the people who went to the Capitol on January 6th killed police officers. That's not true. It did not happen. The police killed her. Getting it yet? Narcissistic reversal? Doesn't matter what the president said. What's going on here? This situation, these are the wages of not wanting conflict. This is what we get when we refuse to say, fuck off. This is what we get when we refuse to say no. This is what we get when we hush up our firebrand friends and say, stop it, stop it, be more diplomatic, be more understanding, never attribute malice when ignorance, blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. You people, if that sounds like you, if that sounds like somebody you know, these people, these I don't want conflict people, stop being rude people, your day is over. Get out of our way. I'm certainly not listening to you or justifying myself to you because you are the ones who got us into this mess. You are the ones who shut up and acted like good little boys and good little girls for daddy president. I, 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 I swear. I swear. I, I, I don't get it. Where, where are the people who are mad as hell and who are not going to take it anymore? Aside from me. And of course, obviously, there are 
people with much bigger platforms who are mad as hell and aren't going to take it anymore. But where are these people on the streets? Where are they in our communities? Why is it so rare anymore? I know why. It just frustrates me. You know, when, when this guy went to his meeting and they fired him and he said how shocked she, Bre I'm just calling her Brenda because you know that's her name even though I don't know it's her name. How shocked Brenda was that he actually said, no, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to comply with your COVID policies. That's a no. They are absolutely shocked because this type of person has not heard a no in years, sometimes decades, particularly women. Women have not heard no. You know, it, 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 I see it everywhere. I've got former colleagues at, 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 at my last job who are still sharing personal emails that I've sent to them. Oh, and yeah, these, these were the um, fuck off and don't ever talk to me again emails. Yep, I did. Not sorry. I've still got colleagues who are sending those emails to other colleagues who are still disposed to me in a friendly manner to try to make them not be my friend anymore. These are women, all of them, 100% of them are women, and most of them are in their 60s or older. Bitches. It, it, it is incredible. They, they are shocked at no. They cannot process it. When someone says to them, no, I'm not going to wear the mask. No, I'm not going to comply with your policy. No, I'm not going to vote the way you want me to vote. No, I'm not going to shut up and be a good boy. No, I'm not going to tell you that what you're doing to your child is anything other than child abuse. They are so shocked to be told no that the only thing they know how to do is continue to act like the 15 and 16-year-old girls that they are with this little lunchroom gossip shit. Unbelievable. You like to play games on the computer? Like to play The Sims? Like to make up little towns and make houses. I liked The Sims. Which which version of The Sims did I play? I can't remember. Was it? Must have been Sims 3, maybe. Anyway, um, you know what I did, right? <laughs> I've got to, you know what? I'm going to have to log back into my account and get a screenshot of this because I did a bang up job. I made Joan Crawford in Sims. Oh, yes, I did, girl. And she looked fierce. Well. Take a look at your screen here. This is from, I don't even know what this media outlet is. It calls itself Pop Crave. It's another word I've been hearing too much of lately. Crave. Get your crave on. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to say it. What? You, how many How many boys out there have been named Crave on? <laughs> So The Sims, according to Pop Crave, The Sims 4 announces, this gets the voice, trans-inclusive updates to the best game, which includes top surgery scars and binders for your sim, as well as shapewear asset in the underwear category. <laughs> 
talk like a Californian. <laughs> yes, I am absolutely ripping off Kristen Wiig's character from that SNL running sketch, the Californians. <laughs> Which, what it? You can get binders for your sim. Top surgery scars for your sim, as well as a shapewear asset in the underwear category. Who talks like this? A shapewear asset. <laughs> oh my god. It takes me back to that episode we did called We Are the Robots. We are the robots now. We humans now talk in machine language. <laughs> For the robots, so they don't feel excluded, I guess. Um. <laughs> All right, I'll leave you with a funny. Um, I don't know where this was. I don't know what it was about specifically. I know it was a trans thing because they've got signs that was like trans rights or human rights and stuff like that. Um, but I found this short video of four banshees at an American college. Um, take a look and take a listen. I want you to take a look at these books, these human books. And I want you to take a look at the covers these human books created to advertise themselves. And tell me what you think they're selling. So we've got danger hair, stupid glasses, corpse makeup, face metal, morbid obesity, and screaming in public. You are cast out, she says. Okay, Maleficent. I bind you, Jigglypuff, from doing harm. Harm against other people and harm against yourself. I bind you, Jigglypuff, from Annie's mac and cheese and from bubble tea. Bubble tea against yourself and bubble tea against other people. <laughs> this is all bullshit. It's all histrionic and borderline bullshit. And I've had enough, and that's the show for the week. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you again.